Welcome to All the Extra Points with Max and AP. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you like the segment. Give us a like, share, and follow. Hi, all, and welcome to All the Extra Points podcast with Max and AP, episode two. Thanks for joining us. First and foremost, we want to say thank you to everyone who listened to our first episode last week. No, it's going to sound a little funny. We had a little over 60 people listen, and that is 60 people more than we expected to listen. So thank you guys so much for all your support. 59. 59 people 62. more. 62. Oh, yeah, that's true. 59 total people more than we thought. Right. Um, we had a lot of fun. Uh, we we talked a lot, and, yeah, I think I think it went really well. We promise we'll, we'll get better as this goes on, and we're excited for, for the future. Max, how are we doing today, buddy? Good, good. Ready to talk some uh, playoff games this past weekend. Uh, go run down some of the coaching hires in the NFL. Quick NBA update. And I know everyone's super excited for our Mount Rushmore of punters in the NFL. Yeah, and, you know, we're going to do some, some more, and, and no offense to the punters and kickers, but some a lot, a lot cooler Mount Rushmore is coming up, but we had to touch on our kickers and punters first because that's kind of our bread and butter. That's our that's what we did in the past and wanted to make sure we showed some respect and and had some fun with that. So, yeah. Um, all right. So, like Max said, we're going to start off talking about some playoff games. Max, what do you got? So, you want to want to go in order? Yeah, it'll follow me. All right. So, first game of the day, uh, Buccaneers Packers, the ageless one. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers to beat the Packers 31-26. So not a whole lot of interesting things happened in this game. Oh, a whole lot of interesting things happened in this game. <laughs> so for the first half, it looked like it was going to be a repeat from uh, week eight in Tampa when the Bucs just came out. Packers went up 10-0, and then Tom Brady and Bucks scored 38 unanswered. However, Aaron Rodgers showed up second half cut it or were you going to jump to the fourth quarter is that where you want to jump to or you want to talk about Tom a little bit first I mean it's hard to not just jump to the fourth with what happened but I think we can you know we can all respect Tom a little bit um you know three interceptions is a lot of interceptions for Tom and I think that showed significantly in that game uh I mean for Fournette everyone was kind of talking about him early he, he had a decent game and nothing crazy but I mean the Bucks looked good I mean it was to me you know, it was it was the Brady Rogers showdown that we wanted, but it was kind of underwhelming to me. It was the better game of the two of the day to me, mm-hmm. and I agree. on Tommy's picks, they came on three straight drives. Yeah, which that was big. He, I guarantee he's never done that. I guarantee he's never thrown more than two interceptions on two drives in a row. Yeah, sure, it, sure. We could get with Elias and look up that one. It was it was kind of crazy to watch. It was it was a fun game to watch. I enjoyed it. I I struggled in that game because I was pulling for Rodgers the whole time. I really wanted to see him make it to another Super Bowl, and I continue to say that the Packers. I mean, you know, he he people can say what he wants on that on that last drive when they came down and, and didn't make it in the end zone. But at the end of the day, I mean, they're well, hang, the on, defense, hang on. Let's let's set it up. So you have. Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. you're down eight points, two oh five to go. Okay, Rodgers said after the game, "I thought I had another play. That's why I didn't try to run it in." And then you know you got the people on Twitter trying to be funny, saying, "You know, Bryce Love would have ran that in the first round pick from last year." Uh, yeah, he's thinking that. So in his head, hey. I'll try to sneak in this pass. I have one more down. I will never he, understand that. Sorry, go ahead. Bryce Love? Yeah, no one no one does. I mean So Mike what? Mike Florio Mike Florio brought up maybe it was some type of Jimmy Garoppolo, Tom Brady type thing, but Tommy had just had a bad year. Aaron Rodgers hasn't had a bad year since he broke his collarbone. So Kind of, you know, give and take there trying to compare that. I, you, and you can't. Uh, John, Jordan, Jordan Love is a non factor to me. He's going to be a non factor to A Rod's gone. And 
you can't you can't move on from from Rodgers until he says he wants to move on. He's 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 the MVP this year, and it, I don't think any coach in the NFL, any coach in the NFL, would have made the call that he made or that um, uh, Lafleur made to to kick that. I mean, like here's the thing. So you you're telling me that you don't think you can score a touchdown right there. So you're going to kick a field goal and then try to score a touchdown. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. But even if no you sense. don't score, you go for it on fourth down, you don't get it. Okay. And you yeah. have four timeouts essentially. The 2-minute yeah. warning and all three of your timeouts and that puts Tampa inside the 10-yard line rather than you kick a field goal, Tommy gets it at the I think they got it around the 25. Yeah, something like that. That's, it's yeah. a no-brainer. You have Tom Brady. Oh, I got to milk two minutes off the clock. You got all three timeouts. No big deal. Then you have Gronk and Godwin. And, I mean, just like the thing is, you if you're if you're inside the 10, your play calling is a little different than when you're inside the 25. So, exactly. Really, Tom Brady had everything he wanted to do in that. And it didn't make any sense to me on, on, the, on the play calling and – I don't understand how you have the MVP of the league. And, I mean, it's also a, a shot at Rodgers, and I don't like to take those. But, I mean, you, dude, like, you're blaming your coach. Like, you know if you said you're going for it, your coach is going to say okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know it. I mean, Arian said, like, on his sideline, Brady gets to coach sometimes. Brady gets Brady gets to do this. Brady gets to do that. You're telling me Rodgers doesn't have any say in the playbook and the play calling on fourth and goal in the I'm, NFC Championship? He's talked about that multiple times. You know how – well, he tries to say it without saying it, but he talks all the time about, yeah, you know, we uh, discuss some things here and there. He, he never He's never going to be one to bash anybody. He is probably the smartest – player in the NFL and yeah, I mean people talk yeah. about that all the time he's hosting guest hosting Jeopardy in a couple of weeks that's how smart he is yeah I mean he also doesn't I mean he he loves football I don't I believe that but I also think you know at the end of the day he he knows he's filthy fucking rich and doesn't really care as much as as Brady would care I mean Brady you see the competitive nature in him and A-Rod when they lose he's like yeah whatever but <laughs> And at the end of the day, I mean, I'm sure he's disappointed, but make that call, man. Like, don't tell – I mean, if you're – if I, can you imagine the opposite sideline? Even if it was Belichick, if Brady is out there, he's going to run a play. He will not come off that football field. I mean, it no. seemed like when they ran the field goal unit on, Aaron was like, okay, cool. Like, whatever. Like, I don't understand that at all. The whole – that whole thing that happened, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I honestly thought – that game was going to be in the bag for the Packers. Like I was watching just, I mean, I was doing a few things around the house. I was, had the TV on in the playroom and I'm just like, whatever. Like I thought it was over. I did. And it, the whole, it was a turn of events for sure. And it sucks. I mean, it sucks to see Rogers that happened to him, but it also, for me, you know, I, I talk about this a lot. I want Brady to be out of the league because I want someone else to have an opportunity to step up, which, you know, we can talk about that in a second with Patrick Mahomes coming. But you got Brady going to another Super Bowl. I mean, I hope to God he wins it and can just retire on a high note. Because, I mean, that this this would be the high note. But, I mean, we'll talk about that in a minute because I don't think that's going to happen. But, well, against that point, yes, we're finally going to disagree on something. You have to look at him and LeBron James. People are like, oh, he's been to the finals. How many? Nine of the last ten years, something crazy like mm-hmm. that. Brady's 10th Super Bowl coming up. He's 6-3. and three. You have to enjoy what you're watching. You do. Yeah. You have to respect it. There's never going to be another Tom Brady. There's never going to be another LeBron James type player who can do what Magic did, do what Michael did, do some of the stuff centers do. And you just got to enjoy what he's doing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, basically, so this, this game for me is Packers – proved to be cowards and it, the, it paid off for the bucks because I, I just don't think there's any way in hell that the bucks can hang with the cheese. I thought the Packers could, and I know that's silly because, you know, the Buccaneers, you know, beat the Packers, but I think the Packers <clears throat> match up better against the chiefs. And I just don't think the Buccaneers do. So I, we'll see what happens in this game. It's going to be interesting, but I just don't think that. So, no, go ahead. We'll, we'll hold off on talking about that because I was going to make a point about 
the Bucks Chiefs earlier in the year, but I'll hold off. But yeah. finish up the Bucks Chiefs game before that drive, you know, uh, suck up hits that field goal from 46 to put it to eight. And then I thought, oh, well, now Rodgers can go down and tie it up and we'll go to overtime. But mm-hmm. Matt LaFleur, second, second year coach, back to back NFC championship losses. So here's a here's a good stat to finish this game off. Tom Brady now has as many NFC championships as Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. That's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy to me that A Rod only went to the Super Bowl one time in a year that he really had no business going as a wild card. Yeah, I it, mean that, and that's the year their defense was decent for the first time. Yeah, and yeah. They they got to the Super Bowl and somehow won. Yeah, and the next year the Packers went fifteen and one and lost. I mean right. it's it's mind blowing to me. But yeah, I mean it, it just shows you how you know consistent it is when you have Tom Brady on your football team. And I know you mm-hmm. like to harp on how good of a coach Belichick is, but it's just proven when Brady goes to a team. I mean you can't tell this isn't what he. I mean obviously, what Brady wanted was the best team around him when he wanted to leave the Patriots, and he got a great team around him. But now he has a chance to play a home Super Bowl game first time like, ever Super Bowl 55 first time ever the host team will be playing in the Super Bowl I mean that's wild you and you know that's why he went there like that's a big factor I mean they were good obviously that's why he went there too but so I mean, to, to the oh. so to defend Belichick <laughs> a little bit he went to a situation that was absolutely perfect for him mm-hmm. he has Weapons galore. He told them, you can't tell me he didn't. He told them who to draft in the first round. Hey, get me a left tackle. Tristan Wirfs, dog, already, year one. You have Devin White on defense. You have uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. in the back. back. The defense is young and they're already this good. Granted, they have Todd Bowles, great defense coordinator. Mm Mm-hmm. He went to the perfect spot for him. And there was a, a good interview. Peter King has a podcast. He was talking to the the Bucks GM when Tommy was coming about talking about coming there and you know, maybe not getting the number twelve from Godwin. He said, If you guys can't work it out, what number are you gonna get? He said, Seven. Going for Super Bowl number seven. That's awesome. And he's gonna I mean, he's gonna he's there. I don't know if he'll get there, but I mean, it's it's going to be fun to watch, and it's going to be you know, entertaining to say the least. The young, you know, the 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 goat versus the possible little goat. I mean, mm-hmm. who knows what's going to happen? But we can go ahead and we'll move on to this next game. Uh, obviously, not too crazy much to talk about here. The no. Chiefs and Bills, thirty-eight twenty-four. Chiefs pull that one off, and I'll be honest with you. I'll just go ahead and start with the Bills. I mean, what a season for Bills Mafia. Happy for them if they get their running game figured out and a few things on defense. I mean, they got a pretty good defense where they can fix a little bit. Uh, if they can figure out that their run game, I think they are going to be a force for years to come. And Josh Allen, man, you can't hate him. He, I mean, he, a young guy playing against Patrick Mahomes, you know, still goes out there and slings the ball around for 285 and a couple touchdowns. I mean, he, he gave it his all. But, I mean, when you're the leading rusher on your team, that, that you look at it, their, their rushing yards that game, Josh Allen had 88, which was great. You know, he had a couple bigger runs, but then Devin Singletary had six carries for 17 yards. And, I mean, T.J. Yeldon, didn't even know he was in the league anymore, had a couple carries. So, big factors there, but, I mean, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Yeah. Another thing you got to look at, Josh Allen did, you know, looking at it from a more football-type perspective. You know, people who have been in locker rooms watch the game. Josh Allen reverted back to – what he did a lot his rookie year, he got pressured and mm-hmm. rolled to his right every single time. You basically just cut off two-thirds of the field for the defense to cover, mm-hmm. right? Yes, he has a strong arm, but if you're going to get pressure, roll to the right, and the Chiefs blitzed, I think, like something 65% of the game. Yeah, great, great play calling there. You're, I mean, you're literally not covering – two-thirds of the field. So there was a lot of love for the Chiefs secondary. Honey Badger back there leading them. But 
when the opposing team's quarterback makes it that much easier to cover, I mean, it's going to make you look better. Yeah, and and I don't think – I watched most of that game, and I don't think there was one one play where the Chiefs were on defense and I did not see Frank Clark, Frank Clark in the screen somewhere. And, I mean, he no. only had three or four tackles, I think, he, but he did have two sacks. But he was insane. I mean, he right, was that's just like, messing everything up. He's like we talked about Aaron Donald last week. you got to commit two guys to him. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, mm-hmm. like you said, he's in the picture every time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it. You know, you can you can look at both these games and talk about questionable calls. I mean, both games had a few, but I mean, at the end of the day, I think I think it played out pretty much how how it was you know supposed to play out. And I, I know I, I picked the Bills yes last week, and uh, I mean I don't regret that. I, that was coming from my heart, and so was the Packers. Uh, so I went zero for zero or zero for two. Max, I think you were two for two, but um, I mean I'm excited that the chiefs are back, especially, you know, them beating the Browns. I, I, I don't mind losing to the champs again. And I mean, you look at Patrick Mahomes, man, I mean, freaking 29 for 38, 325 yards. This dude is ridiculous. And Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, like, and, and hard Hardman, I know he didn't have as much on the actual offensive side of the ball. He had that, he had that big drop as a punt returner, but good Lord, this team is going to be scary next week i mean i don't see how you defend all these guys ever ever and sammy Watkins, i don't know if he's coming back but i mean he's he is what he is i guess but i mean these guys are no names half of them and they're like i don't even know who williams and hardman were that much and then they come out and just start balling hardman hardman was a second round draft pick that's that's where you look at look at the chiefs oh we're fantastic on offense we Mm. have weapons we have a quarterback who's gonna get us to the playoffs every year as long as he's healthy. So Packers, what did they do? They lose a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick and draft a backup quarterback. The Chiefs draft, get their team better, and draft another weapon for their quarterback. That That's yeah. the difference in between yeah. the Chiefs and Packers right now. Yeah, and, I mean, the Chiefs, they, their defense was good, not great. Uh, last year and it was the same this year they're good not great yep. but they kind of yep. have that bend don't break mentality like they, they can right. always stop someone when they need to which is which is big and as long as you have those few playmakers on that team you know honey badger obviously frank clark and you know there's a there's a couple of other guys out there ward and hitchens that were making big plays so we'll see how it goes but i don't see how you get past the chiefs i mean i, I think the only hope would be is if is if AB's back for for the Buccaneers because that adds another level of offense on that and it's going to be no we say this every time we're like it's going to be high scoring it's going to be high scoring mm-hmm. I mean shit no in our luck it's going to be ten to three who knows but yeah I mean it's going to be interesting to watch and I'm <laughs> I'm ready to watch this I mean it's going to be a, this is the Super Bowl that we all kind of wanted we wanted to see Brady with his new team go out and do it and we want to see Mahomes come out and lay the smack down and kind of say all right Brady you're done it's my turn. Right, you wanted to see either the State Farm Bowl, Mahomes Rogers, mm-hmm. or Brady Mahomes, and we got Brady Mahomes. And I mean, yeah. the one thing that Tom Brady and Bruce Arians know that the Bills failed to do: Bills settle settle for field goals against Chiefs. Can't do that. Mm-hmm. Can't can't happen. Mm-hmm. I agree, and so I think going into this Super Bowl. You know, we're going to have to watch. We're really going to have to see how Tom Brady handles if he is blitzed like that. Now, the problem is you can't you can't blitz a veteran like that. I mean, Brady's going to be able to, you know, diagnose every single thing that you're doing. So it's going to be very interesting to see the new scheme that the defensive, you know, the defense brings for the Chiefs and how they're going to handle playing against an actual playoff ready you know, I've been here a million times. I know what I'm doing, how he's going to handle the whole situation. So that to me is a big question mark because it's easy to go out there and blitz a guy who's, you know, not ready for it. But when you're dealing with Brady, that could be the big game changer. Can they come out and can they actually do a decent game plan against Brady? Cause he's so good at dissecting it. So that, that, that is one thing that I'm going to have my eyes on. Right. <clears throat> and I'll hold off till next week to bring up the first time they played, but they played each other this year. You give, Give Tom Brady some film, although you give Andy Reid some film too. So super interesting, but we're going to hold off on our 
Super Bowl talk until next week, the actual week of the Super Bowl 55. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, we're going to touch on some coaching hires that have happened in the NFL. Uh, quick rundown. The Chargers hired uh, Rams offensive coordinator Brandon Staley, who's only 38 years old. And not, not even really the offensive coordinator, just, you know, that McVay tree. Everybody wants it right now. Mm-hmm. Falcons hired Arthur Smith, son of the guy who owned FedEx. Funny. <laughs> uh, didn't know that. Philadelphia hired Nick Serrani, who's also only 39. Another young guy from the Colts, Frank Wright tree. Uh, Detroit hired Dan Campbell. Did you see that press conference? Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, you got to love that if you're the city of Detroit. I don't know. I'm going to interrupt you just for a quick second because this is the one I wanted to talk about. Dan Campbell. When he was the interim head coach for the Dolphins. Dolphins, yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. When they didn't rehire him, I was pissed because that man is inspiration in a bottle. He -hmm. knows how to get you motivated. He knows how to get you going. He is an NFL head coach in the making. If he was was alive in the 60s and 70s, he would have been, you know, taking his team, you know, the entire way. If if it was a championship or a Super Bowl, he would have been there. He is – legit and i am jacked up for that hire i mean i don't love where he went but i mean that's the problem you know dan campbell to the lions i mean the lions are the lions and if they get rid of stafford oh he was like the only hope that they had there and i mean i know some people hate stafford i don't i think stafford's a good quarterback i think he has his ceiling but if he can stay healthy he's it's matt stafford i mean look at his year this year same thing but i'm excited for dan campbell I think he's probably one of the best head coaching hires this year. Sorry, Max. Go ahead with the rest of the list. Uh, only a couple more. Um, obviously, last week we talked about Urban Meyer going to Jacksonville. Uh, Houston, yet to hire anybody, but reports today looks like they're going to either hire Bienemy or Caldwell, former coach of the Lions and Colts. I don't understand that. Hold on. You guys want to hear something? Listen. Oh, bourbon crack, bottle cracking some more yeah on the Se- class second, number two second Listen, so so this is you're a lucky it's question. only number how two. many this is a rogers question how many fingers two three <laughs> oh it depends on the day so the kids are crazy today so i'd say right now we're looking at at least two probably three on this but uh we're drinking uh this podcast is brought to you by mictor's small batch american whiskey uh that's what i'm going with this week they are not a sponsor but if they want to be holler but so <laughs> real quick, um, I don't love, you know, how teams go out and they hire these coaches that have coached before and they, they rehire them again. I mean, it's just like college, like Steve Sarkeesian going out and getting another head coach job, Lane Kiffin getting another head coaching job. Like, have you not learned the mistakes that have happened in the past? It doesn't make any sense to me. So uh, who'd you say, Max um, Caldwell Caldwell mm-hmm. getting, you know, being a, he, uh, a big, you know, getting a chance at another head coaching job just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, he was good with the Colts, but he was not great. And there's so many guys out there I feel like that are worth it. And I mean, luckily, I'm happy that the Browns stand stand strong and they didn't lose anybody. But you look at some of these teams that have really good offensive coordinators, really good defensive coordinators. And honestly, I'm surprised Luke Fickle wasn't up there because he seems like an NFL ready kind of coach, like more than more than Urban. And uh, I don't know, some of these coaches, I just, I don't understand the hires. So we'll see how it works out for them, but I I just don't love it. I saved my favorite head coaching hire for last. New York Jets hired Robert Sala, former defense coordinator. Oh, I think that's a great, great hire. And the offensive coordinator hire he had, Mike LaFleur, younger brother of Matt LaFleur, head coach of the Packers. And they're saying, offensive mind-wise, he's every bit of as smart as his brother. But that goes back to the point I made last week. You hire these defensive coordinators, and you have an offensive coordinator like him who's going to be there one to two years. You're fantastic the second year. Hopefully you get 12 wins. You lose your offensive coordinator. Obviously there's going to be a drop-off the next year. Still like the head coaching hire, but – that's the point I made last week, and I'll stick to that. 
I go right back to the Lions with this one. I mean, I love Salah. He's a he's a dude, man. He is yeah, he's <clears> awesome. <throat> he's the head coach everybody wants. He reminds him him and Campbell. Can you imagine them on the same staff? Oh, but yeah, I don't love the Jets. And they have right now, I honestly think they are going into this draft with absolutely no idea what they're gonna do because they're out of the top. Are they out of the top two now? Are they top two? They are, are they? Second, yeah, second, but, second pick. But I mean, Fields isn't a guarantee anymore, and now we're hearing rumors of other quarterbacks dropping up or dropping above them. So, do you stick with Darnold and draft someone else? Do you trade back? Like, I think I think you I think you stick with Darnold. I do too, and I but and I say that because I think you trade the hell out of that pick. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind because of what you're going to get. The trade value is insane. And so, if how far to, how far do you drop? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think you drop out of the top ten. But even if you don't drop out of the top okay. ten, you still get at least two more first rounders. That's I the agree. thing. That's like the price point right now. So, I mean, the only difference is you don't have two guys sitting up there like when Goff and Wentz were up there. It's a little different for that aspect. But uh, I don't know. Well, possibly not. I mean, <laughs> Fields is dropping, but I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how it happens there. Yeah, Zach, Zach Wilson, BYU, are already even with no combine. He's already getting love from Mel Kuyper. So, Kuyper gives you love. People, teams are going to be like, oh, Kuyper likes him? Look, in, look into that a little bit. Topic for next week, as, I'm, as we're talking, Max, is what we're talking about right now. Because in my opinion, there is no quarterback in this draft. And, yes, I know Trevor Lawrence is in this draft that will be a standout quarterback in the NFL. And I know you're going to disagree with me on that. So, that will be a good conversation for next week. We don't I have time do for that dis- shit. Do disagree. Yeah. We're going to mo- move on to the quarterback talk now. Yeah, so After we'll remember that. The coaching hires. Yeah, hold on. So, you interrupted me. I'm not done. Hold on. Real quick, I know we're on a time limit because I rambled the shit out of last week, but Salah. Who said you talked too much? Was that D-Day? D-Day said you talked too Damn much? It. No, D-Day just said I didn't talk too much. He said I was way better than you, though. No, I'm oh. just kidding. I love you. Um, um, but, no. He, what? Back to Salah, real quick. I think it's all about the organization. If they can make it – if they can put – an actual investment in and not fire him after two years. Let him sit down, give him a team, draft around him, and most importantly, use your free agency. Look what the Browns just did. They went to free agency like crazy, and they just went 11-5 and and won a playoff game, and that division the Jets are in, other than the Bills, is not that good. The Dolphins can easily be beaten. The Patriots, who knows? We'll see. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. All right. Sorry. I rambled. I mean, if we got to talk Jets, you have Mekhi Becton. You have Quentin Williams. You have mm-hmm. draft capital from cha- trading Jamal Adams. You got, a good quarterback. you got Darnold. He's good. He had to deal with Adam Gase and Greg Williams for God's sake. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. Move on. Moving on to the quarterback talk this week. I think, think Schefter tried to drop his version of a Woj bomb this past week. So, direct tweet from Adam Schefter. There are roughly 10 quarterbacks locked in as starting jobs for opening day of the 2021 NFL season. This is expected to be an unprecedented offseason of QB movement. My over-under of teams changing quarterbacks this offseason is 18. There's 32 teams in the NFL. He said 10 are locked in. So that leaves four that are just going to hang out. That's insane. Yeah, his list was a little teams. His list was a little worrisome, though. I mean, there's some guys on there. There's. All right, first off, let's just go ahead and get the first one out of there. Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback. I mean, there's, there's just no doubt. He's going to stay there. He's not going anywhere. So we can go ahead and cross that off our list. Yeah, he went on. He went on McAfee's show yesterday and said, "I mean, I have no plans to go anywhere." So he didn't say he wasn't going anywhere. Who'd you say? Who'd you say? Who show? Who show? Pat McAfee. McAfee. Wonder if he'll come up later. Anyways, he might. He might. But so that one is obviously. Look, if Aaron Rodgers goes anywhere, you know that team. You know, it's going to be a a Tom Brady situation. He's going to go somewhere big, but. The one, another one that doesn't make sense to me, and this one literally does not make sense to me at all, is Jared Goff. Just plain and simple, does not. 
You're telling me, and this Wait, is just in what, in what way? Because an hour ago they said the Rams are expected to have an open quarterback competition if he is not traded. You're telling me that this dude has not put up enough to get that starting job? I don't he understand. Had one, he had one good year. He was great this past year. If you and I, for some reason, I don't he know was why. Average this past the, year. Okay, but how many games, Max, did you watch? Because I swear to God, they were on TV all the time up here, and I was very taken away at how good he actually was. I was. I mean, I truly believe if that's a comp- QB competition, it's not a competition. Jared Goff will be there starting. I just, I mean, who are they going to get? Uh, uh, Stafford? That is Jared Goff in ten years. That's who. That's who Matthew Stafford is. Aaron Rodgers not going to happen. I mean, there's no Carson Wentz not getting traded anymore. I mean, I don't. Well, just before we started, there was some apparently some new dialogue about Wentz getting traded. Now, uh, I guess they want to look at Hertz and him. Let the coaching staff talk to him. So Wentz is one. You already touched on Stafford. And according to Pro Football Talk, a third of the league has already called the Lions to see what they want. So, in my eyes, if a third of the league is already called, that means they're wanting a whole lot for Matt Stafford. So, yeah. our team's going to wait to see. Well, if you're Houston, you wait and see what someone gives the Lions for Stafford, and then you go. Okay, we want an additional one if you want Watson. Yeah. All right, but I, I'm gonna interrupt you right there because we gotta we gotta keep this one short. Where's Matt yep. Stafford? Matt, where's Matthew Stafford playing in 2021? New England Patriots, Indianapolis Colts. No, I mean, no reason needed. Um, that's my pick. Your, that's your pick. You're saying New England so you're, Patriots. You're gonna you're gonna agree with the brand. Kickers and punters are people too. You gotta stick for the brand. So you're agreeing with him. He said, yeah. if you're the Colts, you have draft capital because they have a great GM, great organization there. You have draft picks. You can trade. I mean, do you trade to Jacoby Brissett? I don't know. Here, I mean, if you do, like there's a, there's a, there's a twist here that could happen. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it would or not, but I have this weird feeling Jimmy G is going to be back in New England. Somebody else brought that up. I, I mean, it's intriguing. I mean, that that's when he looked the best, right? And uh, if bur- you're a quarterback, yeah. if you're a quarterback that goes to New England, you're always going to think, "Eh, I have to replace Tom Brady. There's more pressure. I don't want to go there." That's mm-hmm. why some teams didn't want to go to the Lakers for a while after Kobe was gone. Yeah. And well, yeah. I mean, there's more pressure. So Jimmy G's a perfect guy. Hey, I was here for two of those Super Bowls. Yeah. I help with two of those. I mean, well, makes I, makes sense. I think I think that because I could see Deshaun Watson easily playing in San Francisco. I mean, if you're Kyle Shan, could you imagine Deshaun Watson in that offense? Terrifying. Good lord, good lord. And and you know they're going to build around him. So I mean, Shanahan was putting up numbers with Nick Mullins. Uh, sorry, the other guy, whoever it was, uh, Jimmy yeah, G. I, I mean. Yeah. That that it's team crazy. in general, yeah. I mean, you look at them; they're a full package. See, I think the Lions and the and the Forty ers I'm sorry, the Colts and Forty ers are the two teams that are going to land for sure a big quarterback. And uh, no hate on Jimmy G. I know he was good that one year he was there, but he was, or the the one year he was healthy when they he took him to the Super Bowl. But last year, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, you look at this year for him, and he was hurt a lot, and he didn't look great when he was in there, but. I don't think he's that guy. I think he's a decent quarterback, but I think he still needs work. And I think Kyle Shanahan wants to go out there and be able to do whatever the hell he wants. So you look at Stafford, you look at Watson, he runs a playbook by him. They say, yeah, got it. Let's go have fun. I mean, these two mm-hmm. guys are going to go out and sling. And now Aaron Rodgers, that would be fun to see too, Kyle Shanahan and him. But I, there's no way in hell the Packers trade him to the 49ers. That would be like – a dagger in the heart of all the Packer fans because back in the day that was a huge rivalry. So yeah. where's I, where's A-Rod from them? That's the problem. I know he's right. from Cali. So but I just but here's the thing. I don't think they would do that. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be in Green Bay for his whole career. I don't think he's going to leave. 
But oh, we'll, go, we'll go. We'll go rapid fire. Big Ben retired, coming back. Ret- retired. Dak Prescott, Cowboys, somewhere else. Cowboys. Carson Wentz, Eagles, somewhere else. That's a hard one for me. I'm going to say at this moment he's going um, to the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to say somewhere else too. I, I can't see him going back to Philly, even with the new coaching staff, all that. I think it just needs a fresh start. Yeah, uh, I get that one. Cam- Cameron Newton, the second. Doesn't matter. He'll be a backup somewhere. I think he probably goes back to New England, no matter if they get someone else or not. If he goes back to New England, he will start for a couple games until he's the, the, <clears throat> the rookie who comes in will start. But I don't. I just don't think he's going to be a starter this coming year. I think he'll be, he'll be a he'll play, but I don't think he'll he'll be the the week one starter unless it's with yeah. the Patriots. Yeah. So and I, I mean it sucks because you, I I just have a I have a soft spot for him and I know a lot of people hate him, but I mean you look at New England though and uh, you know the rumors you hear they they hate him they get no man he everyone loves him in New England he's a but leader you got to look at how good he was before he got COVID. And how he mm-hmm. was after. Obviously, I mean, he was out three weeks. Obviously, it hit him harder than some people. Well, same with Miles Garrett. Look at Miles Garrett's stats in, stats in Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, completely different after he got COVID. So, did Denzel yeah. Ward look like a Lego playing against, you know, normal NFL players out there? So, right. um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, be interesting. Well, this is the topic we will remain talking about every week, um, including the draft next week, so I can prove to why I'm right and Max is wrong. Um, we'll see about that though. Uh, quick, we're gonna run to uh, NBA. We're gonna go to the NBA real quick, talk about that a little bit. Max, I don't have a ton. There is one thing that I want to mention on the NBA, and that is that the Brooklyn Nets dropped two games Cleveland in a row. To the Cleveland Here we go. But anytime he gets to talk about Cleveland, people just turn it down for a couple minutes and then turn the volume back up. Okay, then we're not talking about just the Cleveland Cavaliers. We're talking about Colin Sexton and the future multi-million millionaire, you know, big contract signer that's going to happen. I hope we keep him, but we'll see. Because, um, you know, we're Cleveland. We do dumb shit like trade Francisco Lindor. That what's, going on with, what's going on with Michael Porter Jr.? Who cares? He's not a Cav anymore. He's a loser, dude. Like, he – so from the from day one – big issue like you know he had a bunch of shit going on and so this is no offense to usc because i actually you know i support usc quite a bit um so little fun fact for all these people that are listening and care about my life we go to lake erie every year and the head coach for usc the his parents live in a cottage that is right next to the one that we rent um and so we actually see him up there every once in a while. And, you know, it, he's a really cool dude. And I support USC. I've always liked USC. I know that's a conversation we can have later and people hate me for it. But uh, Michael Porter Jr. went to USC and he has a problem there. He's a problem after. And he's been a problem since he's been with the Cavs. So bye. See you later, dude. Have a good life. Back to the most important thing. Cavs beat Brooklyn Nets twice. Here's the, here's the, the thing that I wanted to talk about. LeBron James goes out and goes ape shit against the Cavs, beats the piss out of us by himself, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, was him saying, don't tell me these Brooklyn Nets are better than me and the Lakers. Because he wanted to come out there and prove that no matter what happens, he can always beat the teams that he needs to beat. And the Brooklyn Nets absolutely did not do that. I am very anxious to see how this turns out. Now it's early, so we'll see. But, Max, what do you think? Well, I guess we can stick to your caps for a second. Trade trade rumor today. I have no idea how the Nets have anything else to trade. I guess unless they want to be awful for the next five years after Durant. But supposedly they were looking to try to trade the Cavs for Kevin Love and McGee. Are you kidding me? Uh-huh. I mean. I don't understand it. It's too much. I get you. I get it's a win now thing. We, we talked about that. It's a win-now society. It's a what What have you done for me lately thing. But you're going to ruin your franchise for 10 years. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't know how I feel about it because we just, we just made the tra- trade where we got a couple decent players. Um, Colin Sexton, like this is why I like the NBA style. 
is because the way they work out these contracts now, you get your super max essentially if you stay with the team you are you're playing for. You don't demand Correct. trades. So yeah. to me, that's huge because a guy like Colin Sexton might not leave. So that's a big deal to me because, like, you look at Giannis. You can't tell me if that yeah. shit would have we, happened differently. We practiced last week. We're going to practice again this week. Ready? Giannis. Uh, repeat. repeat. Uh, onto, yeah, you say it first. Giannis. Bless you. Bless you. Uh, no. Anta Takupo. Anta Takupo. That was there you much go. better, Good job. baby. So, pr- so proud of you. Yo. It's funny because I practiced that so many times before the podcast last week, and I still sucked at it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay. Be... You're not the basketball guy. No, it's fine. I know, I know. But, well, I- I'm interested to see what happens. I-, I mean, to me, nothing matters with these super teams coming up. And, you know, you can hate on Braun for that shit. But, look, at- go back to Boston. That-, that was the first ever super team that happened realistically. And, I mean, back then, like, it- that changed the game. And I hate this shit. I hate that there's only – realistically three to four teams that are going to win the NBA championship. Like, like remember the Pacers back a few years ago when they were semi-decent and really actually really good, not semi-decent and they could play ball, but it didn't matter because you have these super teams, the Warriors and the Cavs. And the only one I respected was, I hate to say this is actually tastes like vinegar coming out of my mouth was the Warriors back before they got KD because they were not a super team. They were a homebred. Super team, you know, they drafted these guys. Uh, that was dra- everyone was drafted. Yeah, so you can't say yeah. they were a super team. They were just a good organization. Like, I mean, no, then you, you bring you team. had the had the Splash Brothers, and yeah. you built around them. I mean, obviously, once you know LeBron, you know, did what he did, then you have to find a way to beat him. So you make it a super team because LeBron's the best player in the world. But, anyways, um, you have to find a way to beat that. So it changes the game a little bit, but. Now you look around and everywhere you look, oh, I'm not happy where I'm at. I want to go join three other guys to try to beat LeBron. Like it's it's hilarious to me how LeBron has so little respect on his name because of what he, you know, how people say he's a crybaby. People say he loses championships. Yeah, tell me it. Tell me one time someone did that with MJ. Okay, we can't go here. We only have a few minutes of basketball. Hey, Mike, Mike, Mike was six and zero. I get Mike was six and zero. Mike. I'm a- I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak sneak a quick topic in here on you after I tell you the Lakers have the best record in the NBA. So speaking of the Lakers, yesterday, the 26th of January, was the one year anniversary of one Kobe Bryant passing away. So mm. if you remember this, Kobe is my all time sports guy figure, however you want to look at it. So year later. He's still impacting so many guys. People are still playing for him. Obviously, it's different for the Lakers organization, but just wanted to bring that up one year since Kobe Bryant has passed away. I'll never forget sitting on my couch. We had a two-month-old and sitting there. I don't don't remember what I was watching, but I got a text from my buddy Mike, and he goes, dude, Kobe – and I said, and he's usually we're on the same page. Like he gets some notifications a little quicker than I do. And as soon as yeah. he said, it, I was like, what's he talking about? And then USA Today reports and I about shit myself. Like I wanted I swear, to, I swear for six, seven, eight hours. I thought it was, I thought it was fake. No, like, I mean, I no, still don't believe no it. Way. Like Kobe's not dead. No way. Like, and like, I just, I, I, I mean, I cried real hard tears that day. I mean, like, you just see a guy like that go down when he is not supposed to with his daughter, man. Like, I can't. His daughter, her friends that were on her team. (sighs) And for people that, you know, people that bash the pilot, that was Kobe's pilot. Kobe refused to get into a helicopter unless he was flying. You can't bash him. He's, I mean, he's done that before. I mean, look, it was, I mean, there's no bashing necessary. He died. I mean, it was. No. It was right. completely accidental. It was not. It was not on purpose. Like period. End of story. Like no one wants to die. There's no bashing necessary. If anyone does that, they're trolls. They need to be just put, put, put on mute. Like you can't. That, that's me being nice because people get hurt feelings if you say rude things too much. But 
it sucks. Rest in peace, Kobe. And I just we're gonna talk about that every year when it comes up because it hurts even more every time. Number eight, Speak. number twenty-four. Yep. Oh, give me chills just talking about it, man. I mean, it really does. Speaking of speaking of things I love, and you love, oh, what a, the what a transition! University man. of North Carolina. We're gonna start calling you maximum transitions. Chapel, Chapel Hill. Yeah, I, wa- I watched a lot of the DP show. By the way, I'm not going to call you AP because there's DP. And the Danettes was going to call you Aaron. Because if anybody remembers that YouTube video, hey, was it YouTube? Vine? I don't remember what it was now. It was a long time ago. Hey, hey Aaron. Aaron. Hey, Aaron. <laughs> oh, or A-A-Ron. Hey, That's the one that gets Hey, A-Ron. Yeah. Yeah, Cam Peel. The North Carolina Tar Heels. You guys are going to hear us talk about the Tar Heels a lot. Max just and randomly, I, just so out of nowhere. Max and I, Max and I were roommates in college for a little bit when we had good old Logan Fisher McCormick and uh, Darren Howard. We kind of Max. Fun, fun fact. For, fun fact for Max. He he. My house was built in 1902 in college, and it had a tiny little, basically, room where you would put like a couple mops, maybe. And Max found a way to fit a little twin size bed in it, and basically, hey, your dad redid that room for me. I know, and it was it was what, awesome. What was it like? Two hundred bucks a month? If did I even charge you? I charged you. Yeah, you charged. Yeah, it was like two hundred. It was two hundred bucks, and I always did the dishes yeah. mainly because you and Logan were lazy, but lazy know. ass pigs. Yeah, well, Logan was smoking pot every other day, and you know that's how it worked out, but. Um, Look at him now, though. <laughs> yeah, man, Logan's doing big things. I love him, but he's a great, he great, is. great family, family guy. But so yeah, so Max and I lived together, and we watched all the Tar Heel games together. And so, all real quick, Max, I'll start this. We're gonna do this real quick so we can move on to uh, our Mount Rushmore. We're gonna keep this one under an hour. I swear, we're gonna do it this time. Um, Max and I both are like I said, big Tar Heel fan. So my my moment when I was a Tar Heel fan, I was in gosh, I was in I think eighth grade or ninth grade. I cannot remember exactly when. Sean May had a broken leg. He came back but the end of the season to play against Duke. Had a monster game and Duke was ranked in the they might have been number one and comes out and just beats the shit out of them and they win that game and were a huge upset with. The next year they were really good. Didn't make it to the championship. Okay, so that's it. I was my eighth grade year. Freshman year, they were good. Didn't make it to the championship. Next year after that was the year we played Illinois when Illinois was hot as shit. 2005. Yeah, and we beat the piss out of them, and we took that championship home. And from that, um, from all those moments on, <clears throat> I was a die-hard Tar Heel fan. And back then – I didn't even know MJ was attached to the Tar Heels. That's the funny thing about it. Like, I just liked them. I liked the colors. I liked the team. I liked how they played. Rashad McCants, who's now like a – pretty sure he's like a porn star. I don't know. Porn Doing star. big things, yeah. maybe. Porn I star. mean, Raymond – yeah, Raymond Felton, Jawad Williams, Marvin Williams, EJ Manuel. I could name that entire team. David Noel came off the bench back then. I mean, literally, like, you could name forget, – yeah. forgetting, forgetting a good freshman. I said Marcus, Marcus Skinyard. Oh, yeah. He came off the bench to play for E.J. Manuel. I forgot he was on the – because he, he was on the squad a few years later when we won it all, too. Yeah, because he got hurt. He redshirted, so yeah. he was there for the next, next yeah. one, too. because he was there for the loss in, in – oh, man. All right. That's my spiel. Love him. Go ahead, Max. So, mine goes way farther back than yours does. So you were you were, what, 17? No, eighth grade. 16? So, oh, 13, 14. So mine goes back to when I was seven. So my dad used to take his basketball team to University of North Carolina, Wilmington, every year. Coach Gabbard, legend. If anyone needs to look that up, look up Coach Gabbard, Waynesville, and all the other schools around him. Dude is a yeah, legend. So, since you brought him up, he this Saturday he will be going for his 600th career win. So I mean, if can, he went. Need we say if he more? Wins this, if he wins this Saturday, he'll have a career record of 600 wins and 341 losses. That is a career winning percentage of 65. Come on. Let's go, coach. Come on, Tim. You got it in you. By the way, so, Tim Williams still hates me. All right, go ahead. Hey, I, I re- 
my dad reached out to Tim just to give him a heads up that I'll be calling him. Hopefully, we get him on the podcast here soon. I'm also reaching um, out. We'll talk about that later. Go ahead. Um, Sorry. Help. So, seventh, seven years old. Dad uh, wants to stop at North Carolina. I'm like, why are we pulling the car off Chapel Hill? It's like a two-hour detour. And we were going to look at some of the jerseys in the rafters. You know, it's North Carolina. Just He's thinking about going to team camp there the following year. When we go in, this is, you know, 1997. So we walk right in the Dean Dome. No security, no anything. And that happened to be two days after the guy somehow stole Jordan's jersey out of the rafters. That's when I was there. That's when I was seven. That's when I fell in love with North Carolina and everything. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, I mean, football, basketball, baseball, women's soccer, men's soccer. Just look at championships there. I've always – so to this day, I have not gone to a lot of games – uh, obviously, my goal in life is to go down to Chapel Hill. So, I mean, they've been at Ohio State a few times. Uh, they – let me see. I went to a couple games with my buddy Britton Thornberry. That was, we went to the Ohio State game. It's back. God, it was years ago. Um, went to a couple games there, and it was – oh, my gosh, what an experience. I can't even I, – I, it was an – we were in awe. And then we went to the championship, uh, March Madness. We went to the game when they played – uh, it was the game before they played – no, they played Murray State, and they beat them. But then they lost in the next round to – gosh, I cannot believe who it was. But um, it was a team who was like a, a, a really low seed who ended up going to like the final four. Um, it was years ago. But uh, it was – going to that Murray State game, it was a close battle. It was like 78 to 70. But uh, we were a three or four seed, and I think we were a three seed. And that was fun. Tyler Hansborough was there then. Uh, Psycho T, you can't hate him at all. Oh man, I know, but dude, dude's a dick. Mm. We can get into that story later. I like we, it. we have a lot of that's, topics. For we this. call that we a team. Remember to talk about it. But um, yeah, that was it. Was incredible. Uh, loved, loved, right. loved going to their games. Um, excited to go forward. Real quick story about me. Um, I was in Chicago with my wife and a couple friends, uh, Carly and Jack, who have a place there, and we were walking around Chicago, just kind of having fun, and all of a sudden. I am walking and I look up and I shit myself because we had three or four guys of the Tar Heels all walking right ahead of me, Marcus Page and a couple of his little dudes running with him. Um, Max, gosh, I'm this is bad. I cannot remember his name. The real tall kid won the championship with us, won player of the year. Oh, yeah, he was uh, the real skinny guy. Oh my gosh, I can never hear his name. Not John Henson. No, was well, you, uh, all these guys, but this is recent. Henson, but Brandon Wright, uh, uh, Ed Davis. No, this is when Marcus Page was there. This is the, our recent championship. Ed Davis, the real tall center, um, real skinny guy. Um, but they were all standing right in front of me, and I literally just started yelling, "That's the North Carolina fucking Tar Heels!" To a point where they heard me, and I was like, "I'm a." damn near 30 year old at this point freaking out looking at these 21 22 year olds forgetting how stupid i look <laughs> i'm like walking behind them in awe for blocks and like my friends are just videotaping me like watching me like you look like an idiot i followed them so far like i'm pretty sure i walked into like their hotel area and i was like bye like i love you guys um i'm bryce johnson bryce johnson um yeah, dude, it was quite the experience. It was it was oh, yeah, embarrassing yeah. yet fulfilling at the same time. But um, yeah, that was it was fun to see that. Um, little side note: one of my best buddies is a big Duke fan, and yeah, it's it's been a little respectable for us the past few years. It's basically been a split. So hopefully, we can come through the next you know next part of this year and 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 beat the piss out of them. But who knows? It's just an interesting year for basketball this year with us. Mm-hmm. Just one again. Yeah. So hey, we look good. We've won six yeah, out of our yeah. last seven. Looking like we'll looking like we'll be fine to make the tournament. But we're gonna we're gonna move on to the topic that everyone has eagerly been waiting for. 
are yeah. Mount Rushmore of punters in the NFL. So I'll I'll start with my number four. It's kinda I kinda cheated a little bit, but my number four is the Colquitt family. Not any not anyone specific, but you gotta love the fact that I think there have been four of them that have punted at Tennessee and in the NFL. Like just a family that stuck to what they knew and everyone kept going and it's all Pretty good punters, above average. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I actually so I kind of had che- a, cheated I with my number four a little bit. I really did because I, I really agree with that. I do, and I don't hate on that. I think. I mean, how often is it that that you get something like that to happen? But um, my number four. This is no particular order. This is my Mount Rushmore. Um, I, I went again. I I know I kind of touch on this a lot, but I go longevity. Um, and I look back at the days where Oakland was just a beast on their special teams. I look at Shane Leckler. Um, I mean, he was just an animal. I mean, you put the, you put him out there, he's going to bomb the ball 40-plus yeah. no matter what. Um, hang time was stupid. Um, yeah, he was an hang animal. Um, I really, really enjoyed, enjoyed watching him punt the ball. Yeah, yeah, I forget that. Tick for the um, Texans. For yeah, that he he was he was my my number four. So I'll move on. I'm gonna grab my. Go ahead. Here, uh, I'll say that he. So he's on my list too. So I'll just I'll go ahead and say him. He said so three in no particular order. Shane Leckler, first team All Pro six times, not Pro Bowl because no one cares about the Pro Bowls. Six-time All-Pro. That is insane. That's consistency to a T. He averaged 51.1 yards per punt in 2009. His career average average 47.5. That's literally – I mean, I would say. I don't see how it wouldn't be, but um, unless somebody, like, just hit 200 attempts – you know, but yeah, I mean, that's literally that's not, turning you, the field in half every time you punt the ball. Yeah. Real quick, I want to throw, and he never had returns on because his hang no, time was always ridiculous. Um, but my one of another guy on my list, um, I mean, sort of animal Johnny Hecker, uh, 40, his average was 46.9 is in his career. And this is a stat that they didn't start keeping for a while, so a couple other guys on my list won't be on, won't, won't have this, but 267 punts inside, out of 667, might I say, 267. So a third of his punts were inside the 20. So you're pinning, you're pinning them. I mean, that's that's stupid. That's not even fair. 42.9 <laughs> net average. That's so you nuts. look at that. 46.9 yeah. is his average. No guy realistically on that average got over four yards average. That's stupid. That shows hang time right there. No one's getting by. No, no one's getting by him. That's that that that's a statistic I live by there. Um, who's your uh, who's your two? Or who's your third? I guess. Yeah, third. I just went with Leckler. He Leckler was my two, but my three. Just because I liked him, I liked the way they punt it. He oh my it. I gosh, I love Andy Lee. Was went to the Browns, dude. Went to the Browns. Group. We got 49ers. Yeah, I was 49 We got rid of him for yeah the, for a the, year, the, 2015 the, the for the Browns. I mean, I, Andy Lee's legit. Yeah, first team All Pro three times. The average 46.3 yards per punt. Again, nearly half the field every time he went out there. And I just recalled, you know, we don't get a lot of 49ers games here, obviously. Consistency is key. And, Browns games, but which kind of brings up just consistency. In my opinion, probably the best, even though he's in a league for a decade, didn't didn't punt a ton, but back then it was a big deal. I'm bringing up a GOAT right here, man, Tommy Davis. I mean, Tommy Davis, you look at this dude. I mean, so, again, he's old. San Francisco 49ers. I'm talking 1959 to 1969. My dad talks about him. And, I mean, we talk about punters and stuff. This dude was legit. I mean, he he was also, by the way, fun fact, a field goal kicker. Because back then, you know, 
And one thing, real quick, we didn't touch about this last week. When we talked about Lou Groza, we talked about his percentage being down a little bit. Motherfucker was a, a toe ball kicker. Remind you. Remind you, toe ball. But back to the man the the legend, Tommy yeah. Davis. Just a beast altogether. I mean, field goal kicker and a, pun- and a punter. Still with an average of 44.7. Best part, 44.7. Remember that. You know what his net was? 44.5. I mean, come on. His longest was 82 That's yards. I mean, get out of here. I mean, this dude's a, this dude's a beast. So just a little <laughs> fun fact on Tommy Davis. Um, I'm pretty sure he's passed away by now, but just a legend in the books. I mean, just you can't go wrong with him. I think. I mean, there's no, there's no I, question. I want you're not a your, punter, and you don't have this on your last list. First, I mean, I don't just one. How about one, two, three, go? I think we. You want me to just say it? You want me? Because I'm pretty sure we agree. Pat McAfee. One, two, three. Listen, I know Red Guy is good, but Pat McAfee. How do you not have Ray Guy on your Mount Rushmore? Ray Guy is a beast of punters. I have a little love for him, but Pat McAfee, dude. Because I don't look at just you. you Look at all right. You go first. You go first. You go first. He's he's my honorable mention. Okay, Ray Guy. He has an award named after him, just like Lou Groza. Ray Guy Award. Three-time Super Bowl champ. First-team All-Pro three times. Seven-time Pro Bowler. He is a pro football Hall of Famer. How many punters are in the Hall of Fame? I like Ray Guy. I think he's a great punter. Listen, Pat McAfee. You can't dog on Ray Guy. It's not possible. I'm not disagree. Not disagreeing with. I also McAfee. think Pat McAfee would have been on this even easier. I put Andy Lee on there because I Pat like McAfee is a legend. McAfee is, what, probably could have been there. 34 decided to quit multi-million dollar punting because he wanted to be, go out and be a badass. But no, but he'd still be punting. Yeah. But listen, knee, Pat McAfee knee to issues. Me... No, two. Okay, here you want some insider information? Two years ago. When Vinatieri got hurt the first time, he went and tried wait, to wait, wait, kick wait, wait. again. Right. He kicked at West Virginia, and I know, I know, we're at, we're, it's okay, it's okay, we're good. Now. We're we're over our hour, by the way. We got to wrap this up. Went and tried to kick, and he said it felt great. Went to get oh, on the flight, knee swelled up. Like the reason, a the reason I like Pat so much, and you so, know this, is because Pat reminds me of me, and Pat. If you're listening, which you're not because you're a fucking celebrity at this point. I mean, look, I love going out there. You know me, Max. What do we do every day at practice? We threw we threw bombs. We threw touchdowns. We kicked field goals, yes, but we threw touchdown passes. Yeah, I mean, dude, I did, by the way. Brandon Earhart, if you you're tried listening, to, tried to sneak on scout team. Billy picked you off once. Love you guys, but I did. Sorry. But I mean, you look at I mean, we 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 as as kickers and punters, you you want to be known still as athletes and that was one thing that I loved being. And oh my god, I just lost him. Who's the kicker? Andrew. Yeah. Who kicked with us? Um, who ended up being a, like a safety at Wilmington? Oh my gosh, you know who I'm talking about. He was in the same grade as you. Um, but yeah, he ended up quitting punting and kicking to be. I don't. Holler, Adam, Adam Holler. I mean, the man was a beast. We're talking him. about he, Holler, start up athlete like. McAfee reminds Adam. me of me because all yeah. I wanted to do was go out and, and, and run fakes. Like, every time I was out there, I wanted to run a fake field goal. I wanted to throw a touchdown pass. And that man could do that on any second, and he could make it happen. Yeah, and you look at McAfee, he lived he for the moment, and he was not up. scared of it. So, as a kicker and a punter, he did not make a lot of mistakes. I'm sure he had some bad punts in his career, but he came back thriving. That's why I had him as my number one. I'm not saying he's the best statistically punter, number one, but overall, in my mind, he is the punter that every punter wanted to be. All right. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Topics for next week. Obviously, we're going to cover the Super Bowl. We'll we'll give our predictions then. Uh, We'll talk about, give an NBA update. Uh, Probably have to give a NCAA mm-hmm. tournament projection at that point. We're getting closer, getting closer to March Madness. Uh, 
And what we'll do since it's Super Bowl, yeah. adding we, adding we will a couple do our topics in. Rushmore of uh, Super we'll Bowl We'll talk a little games. bit about the NFL so, draft because we obviously just had a big disagreement. We'll talk about that a little bit because I still, you know, we just talked about it earlier. I think we're both on different pages here. So we're going to have a little fun with that next year uh, or next next episode, episode three. Um, that, that'll be a fun turn of events to see how we both handle that. Um, what else? We had another argument on here, but we'll, we'll find some other topics to put in that are, you know, this this podcast is going to be kind of based on. Or if you want to comment on our Facebook yeah, when we yeah. share the link, and Max is going to put that together, right, Max? Talk about. <laughs> um, anyways, guys, listen, thank you guys yes, so sir. much. Uh, we are eight minutes shorter this time than last time, so I hope you guys appreciate that a little bit. We can ramble on for hours here, so um, we're going to try to keep it under an hour. We're getting closer. We will try even harder next week, but we appreciate you guys listening. And as usual, thank you for listening to All the Extra Points. And if you guys want to shout out, you guys want to join the episode, we will bring on anybody. We do not care. We want to have fun here. Um, Another potential guest, I'm going to shout his name out so he hears it from the rooftop is All-American Ohio State punter Tom Skladani, my man. I'm going to get you on here. I'm going to get you on here. You're going to be on here. He told me to email him, and I did not because I wanted to do a couple more podcasts and get some more rhythm before we brought anybody on. Um, hopefuls, uh, a couple other hopefuls. I know I haven't brought this up to him yet, Ben Buchanan. I know you love Ben. So hopefully we can get Ben on here. And uh, Tim Williams, man. Let's work it out on here, buddy. You and me. Let's work it out know what i did wrong but let's make it happen happy birthday timmy timmy, I'm sorry timmy just turned the big five votes so i'll I'm make sure it up to you i'll buy a nice happy. big steak dinner <laughs> to wrap all right guys thanks a lot we'll talk all to right you soon.